Welcome to the old radio. The the old radio. The old the old. Ra- It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 29 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast and another Hump Day Happy Hour edition where we bring you two back-to-back comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Today, those two shows are from one of the most popular radio sitcoms of all time, Fibber McGee and Molly. Featuring the real-life husband and wife team of Jim and Marion Jordan, the show began as Smack Out in April 1931 on WMAQ in Chicago, Illinois. It was a 15-minute daily serial that centered around a general store and its owner, Luke Gray, played by Jim Jordan, who was always smack out of whatever his customers wanted. Jim's wife, Marion, voiced almost 70 characters on the show during its run, which was picked up by NBC in 1933 and ran nationally until 1935. Now, after Smack Out, Jim and his wife created Fibbert McGee and Molly, which premiered on NBC on April 16, 1935. It took place in the town of Wistful Vista, and in the beginning focused mostly on Fibber's tall tales and his patient wife's attempts to bring him back down to earth. She began the series with a strong Irish accent, and Fibber had a high, cartoonish voice. But as the show took hold and settled into a more routine sitcom format, they both settled on typical American voices. The show had a house band, a large studio audience, and musical quartets for interludes. Fibber McGee and Molly became America's number one radio series from 1938 onward, and millions of depression-weary Americans tuned in every week for a welcome bit of laughter. The show featured many characters, such as Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, the McGee's next-door neighbor, played by Harold Perry, who had his own spinoff show, Um, The Old Timer, played by Bill Thompson, with his famous catchphrase, That Ain't the Way I Heard It, Mayor Latrivia, played by Gail Gordon, the mayor of Wistful Vista, Foggy Williams, also played by Gail Gordon, the local weatherman and the other next-door neighbor to the McGee's, and several other characters. The show's format stayed pretty much the same throughout its 24-year run, consisting of an introduction, the first part of the script, an instrumental piece that segued into the second part of the script, then a musical performance by the house band, The King's Men, and then the final act, with the theme song ending the show. The last show broadcast was on May 29, 1959. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we bring you the April 16th, 1935 episode and, in order to show the contrast between the earlier and later shows, the February 3rd, 1942 episode of Fibber, McGee, and Molly, right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Johnson's Auto Wax present a new show featuring Rico Martelli's orchestra, Kathleen Wells, those two harmoniacs, Ronnie and Van, and starring that ambulating Ananias, that humbug of the highways, that Mary Fisher's motorist, Fibber McGee, with his constant companion and severest critic, Molly. Doing, Fibber? Will you stop rattling that script in this microphone? This ain't a script. It's a road map. A road map? Yes. You see, this here map shows Route 42 and Route 16. Molly wants us to take Route 42, but she claims that 16 is more smoother, more straighter, more faster, Fibber more. Fibber McGee, come back here. Uh, I guess you take 42. <laughs> 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 well, well, 42. Marshelli and his men find it all smooth sailing when assisted by those surf-riding surf from the surface station, Dustoff and Brightskate. Excuse me. 
didn't even have time to hang out the Notre Dame tenants. Don't worry, Molly. I'll handle this. Good evening, Sergeant. Nice, cool evening, ain't it? Yeah. But it'll be warmer any minute. Or maybe the... Or maybe the cooler thing will... Now, what's the idea of passing the red light back there, huh? Yeah, well, what's your name? Uh, what's your license well, number? Where'd you go? Where's your city sticker? What's the idea, well, huh? Uh, uh, answer them one at a time, McGee, starting with the red light. Remember? <laughs> Listen, officer. Uh, don't get flipped. My name's McGee, and I'm president of the ITCIOPUSNC, Local 82. Which means the International Tourist Camp Inspectors of the United States and Canada. Right. I know some pretty big men around here. And... Oh, the judge is six foot three. Now follow me and no bunky business, yeah? Oh, yeah.
she shunned all the heathens or trying to and let all the acrobats pass. Ah, but sweet saucy farmer, the lovely snake charmer went boom for a snake in the grass. Take it away, Molly. He didn't care for his lying, not to Any time, my boy. <laughs> well, 
But you certainly spoiled my story, Fibber, so I'm going to ask Marcelli to give me time to think while he finds rhythm in the rain. Thousands of owners are doing it. 
Just ask your regular dealer or service station for Johnson's Auto Wax Cleaner. And your dealer, by the way, will give you free a can of fine-quality auto enamel for touching up worn or rusty spots on your car. Oh, but more about this free offer later. In the meantime, I'd like to present Miss Kathleen Wells. And personally, ladies and gentlemen, I think the S is on the wrong end of that name because she certainly is swell. Miss Kathleen Wells. Miss Wells, Miss Wells is going to sing. Well, what do you want, Fibber? Oh, not you, boy. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Hi there, Sue. <laughs> what you going to sing for me? If the moon turns green, Fibber. If the moon turns green, huh? <laughs> well, you ought to know if it doesn't know. You're, you're a kind of a heavenly body yourself. Fibber <laughs> <laughs> McGee, come with me. <laughs> Go on, and it's really too. If the moon turns green and shadows get up and walk around, out comes tumbling through the ground. I wouldn't be surprised. Or didn't you fall in love with me? Stars turn blue, and with that we begin to sing. Winter changes into spring. I wouldn't raise my eyes, or didn't you fall in love with me? I thought I was foolish to think of romance, someone so charming as you.
Kelly, with the help of a vocal triangle, finds that love is just around the corner. along and pulling into a filling station. here, son? Yep, but I'm building on to it next month so I can handle washing and waxing. Hmm, been in business long? Oh, ever since I got out of the army. Don't tell me you was in the army. Sure. What division? The Rainbow. Why? Well, they had a swell record, boy. I was into the intelligence myself. What, McGee? The intelligence. The what? The infantry. <laughs> that is, at first, and then I was into the cavalry and the navy and the foreign legion. By Jing, boy, there's a great outfit, the foreign legion. You know, the Foreign Legion is the toughest, hardest, boiled bunch of fellas in the world. Most of us went into it to, to forget. Just, just forget. Well, what were you forgetting, sir? I forgot. You forgot what, McGee? I forgot what I went in to forget. <laughs> That's why I re-enlisted. See if I could remember what I joined up the first time to forget. <laughs> what was that, an army of memory for, McGee? Ah, uh, I'll never forget one thing, no. What was that, sir? Ermintrude. Aha! Apparently. Well, in the way, Hermansud was a camel. A girl camel. <laughs> you see, I was assigned to the third camel course. Four, maybe. These were camels, not apples. 
Herman Cruz was a racing camel I had. Real sweet-tempered camel, as camels go. And did she go? No, but I did. Oh, so you left the foreign legion. Yes. And the hardest thing I ever done was to part with old Herman Cruz. Oh, my. Ah, many's the time we used to ride over the desert together in the gloaming. Many's the time I'd get off to get a drink at the well into the hot sand. Then I'd put my foot onto Herman Cruz's knee and say, Wash some mula. And up she raised me into the saddle. <laughs> Ah, yes, sir. As I said, the hardest thing I ever done into my life was to leave her, Mintrude. I'll never forget how her lips kind of quivered when I said goodbye. I got a big lump into my own throat. <laughs> he swallowed his tobacco. <laughs> no, sir. For the emotion. Oh. Well, sir, I left the Legion. Too many foreigners into it. But years later, I was here in New York one fall day, and I went in to get me an overcoat. In a rest. In a rest. No. In a clothing store. How do you do, Mr. McGee? Says the clerk, real respectful. I was well known in New York in them days. And Dilly was respectful? Well, well, what happened then, sir? Well, I'm coming to it. I want overcoat, it says to the seller. Okay, says he. Reach over to the rack. Here's a snappy number in camel's hair, says he. And I looked her over. And will you believe it, son? Right square smack dab into the middle of the shoulder was a little oblong patch of white hair. It was Herman True. <laughs> Yes, sir. Oh, dear. <laughs> For Dermot back with her old master again. <laughs> Shucks, I put and I busted down. Oh, see, that must have been a great moment. Sure. Why didn't you realize to forget that, McGee? It was too late. Herman Trude was overcoat by then. Oh. Well, sir, I bought the coat. <laughs> I bought Herman Trude and I wore her for years. It was an expensive coat and put and I busted me, but nothing was too good for Herman Trude. Now, sir... Every time it got cold, I could feel her and the wrap herself around me real close. <laughs> and it snuggled up confession like. <laughs> she was like that, and he was. <clears throat> How much gas put in, boy? Uh, uh, five gallons. Well, give her another two quarts. Might as well have enough. No, never mind. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to crowd the tank. <laughs> How much owe you? Uh, Ninety-one cents. Thank you. Oh, by the way, huh? uh, whatever became of Herman Drude? Oh, dear. That was the sad part of it all. One day I got caught in the revolving door. Tore Herman Trude's arm off. There was nothing else to do. So I went out and shot the coat. to tell you about a free offer. Yep. Next week, folks, we're going to give everybody listening a new car. Any make you ask for yeah, All you got to do... Hey, quit no. pushing me, Harpo. Not Harpo. My name is Harlow. Well, quit pushing anyhow. <laughs> well, Fibber McGee is just a little bit wrong, folks. We're not giving away any free cars. But with every purchase of Johnson's Auto Wax and Cleaner, we are giving away a 40-cent can of Johnson's Touch-Up Enamel. There's a brush right with the can, and it's a to touch up any little scratches or broken places in the finish on your fender to the body of the car. Now, there's a special introductory price of 98 cents for both Johnson's Auto Wax and Cleaner. And you can get the can of touch-up enamel free. Better go to your regular wax dealer or service station right away with your 98 cents and ask for Johnson's Auto Wax and Cleaner. Then, clean and wax your car the first chance you get and surprise your family with a car that looks like new. Next week at this 
this time you have a bright and shining date with Johnson's Auto Wax and Fibber McGee and Molly. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Lakers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with I Love Louisa. with a man who had just had the floors in his house completely refinished. In fact, he had just paid the bill. This time, we're going to take care of our floors, he told me. We're taking your advice about protecting them regularly with Johnson's Wax. Well, that's advice I give very freely on this program, and you're all welcome to accept it and save yourself expensive refinishing charges. It's really remarkable how much punishment floors will stand when they're given an occasional coat of genuine Johnson's Wax. Besides the money-saving protection, Johnson's Wax offers two other major advantages. First, the glowing beauty it gives to all floors, furniture, and woodwork. And second, the way it saves you work all during the year. Be sure, however, that you get the original and genuine Johnson's Wax, available in paste, liquid, or cream wax form. cleaning time comes, a husband does one of two things. One, he goes away someplace. Two, he hangs around and gets in the way. The guy living at 79 Whistle Vista is type number two, as you'll see when we join Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, McGee, if you're not going to be any more help than this, I wish you'd take the afternoon off. Go to a movie or something. I might call Billy Mills and go bowling. Well, why don't you? I can't. Billy hates bowling. <laughs> well, why don't you go down to the cigar store? You and the other hangers-on down there haven't settled the world of situation for a long time. Ah, uh, those mugs don't know what it's all about. They're too fat to fight and too wise to know anything and too dumb to catch on when I try to explain things to them. <laughs> you being the authority, I suppose. Why not? I read the papers and study military tactics. All them drips do is stand around moaning about their tires. Say, this tire shortage is certainly going to put the country back on its feet again. I don't care. I like to walk. Remember last summer, Molly, when I was always planning to pack a lunch and get up early on some Sunday morning and take a long hike out into the country? Well, I remember you planning it, but you never went. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, I hate to go away and miss reading the Sunday paper. Well, you could have taken the Sunday paper with you. Oh, yeah? I know a guy that carried a Sunday paper two miles once. He's been bow-legged ever since. <laughs> well, now, if you're not going to help me with this house cleaning, I wish you'd go out someplace. Okay. Uh... But now, listen. Comb your hair first. I just did. Well, what'd you part it with? A corkscrew? <laughs> I'm just different than most good-looking guys, Molly. Instead of curly hair and a straight part, I got straight hair and a curly part. No kidding, Molly. I don't... What's the matter? Hurt your hand? Oh. Molly, what's the matter? McGee, my ring. My engagement ring. Huh? It's gone. Gone? Oh, my gosh. Hey, maybe you took it off to wash your hands. I never take it off. Oh, dear. My beautiful engagement ring. It'll break my heart if I lose that now. Well, where did you see it last? Right here on my left hand. Oh, dear, if I own it. No, I mean, where were you? I had it this morning, and I haven't been out of the house. Now, let me see. First, I built a fire here in the fireplace. Well, maybe you dropped it in the fireplace. Oh, heavenly days. Scrape the ashes all out and sift them, McGee. I look upstairs, and then you get the vacuum cleaner, and we... Oh, dear. Come in. Oh, hello, Mrs. Uppington. Oh, how do you do, my dear? Hello, Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppy. Now, watch where you plant those big... I mean, uh, watch where you step, Uppy. We lost a diamond ring around here someplace. My engagement ring, Abigail. It's missing. Yeah. Oh, how terrible, my dear. And it was such a dainty little diamond, too. <laughs> well, I tell you, it isn't the ring so much as it is the sentiment, Abigail. I remember the night McGee gave it to me. Just like it was yesterday. There he was, kneeling in front of the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Uppy ain't interested in how... Oh, but I am, Mr. McGee. Oh, it's simply too, too romantic. <laughs> Tell me, my dear, after he put the ring on your finger, did he kiss your hand? Oh, sure. <laughs> I think he was going to, Abigail, but before he had a chance... My father came in with a glass of elderberry wine for each of us and said, Congratulations, children. <laughs> ah, grand old man, too, your father. Must have waited outside that door for two hours and never spilled a drop. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you were married right away, my dears. I never did believe in long engagements. Neither did McGee. Particularly after we went into vaudeville. <laughs> you know, we never played a theater more than three days. <laughs> oh, good evening. Were you in the theater? Oh, why, sure. Oh, how utterly fascinating. Uh, I was an actress once, Nathan. Oh, Whoopi. I remember you. Didn't you used to have an iron jaw act uh, swinging on a rope uh, by your teeth and waving a little American flag? Huh? Now, please, Mr. McKee. I was never in Vaudeville. Oh. I played only Shakespearean roles. <laughs> Juliet, you know. Oh, we played Joliet, too. <laughs> sure, Joliet, and then we went to Kankakee and Decatur. No, 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 no. Not Joliet. Juliet, my dear. Oh, oh. oh what fun. My leading man fell in love with me. <laughs> oh, poor dear Pijavas. <laughs> Pijavas? Yes. Yes, his name was John P. Jarvis, but I always called him P. Jarvis. That was cute. Well, whatever happened to old, I mean, uh, where, well, uh, I don't like to be nosy, Upsy. Oh. But uh, <laughs> he went away to make his fortune, oh. but I've never seen him since. Well, didn't he leave any message when he left Abigail? Yes. Yes, he left a note saying that someday he would return, and when he did, he... 
Good heavens. I wonder. You wonder what? He said that some night he would return and toss a table at my window. Oh, my. Oh. Do you suppose? Oh, but it couldn't. But still, I... Oh, my honest has this investigated at once. Goodbye. <laughs> It was him that came back and threw a rock through her window. That let you out, McGee. It lets me out of more than that. What do you mean? I mean this diamond ring of yours. I've been afraid. I mean, I am afraid. Uh, maybe I walked in my sleep again. And uh, Are you sure you had it on this morning? Yes, I am. Oh, that's a load off my mind. I was afraid I'd got up in the night, swiped your rock, and heaved it through somebody's window. Well, come on. Let's sit the ashes. Oh. Get the vacuum cleaner, Molly. We'll get this house to going over like it never has. Here, take my Dirty. I've been looking for your diamond ring. I sifted all the ashes out of the fireplace and dumped them in the alley a grain at a time. Boy, that stuff sure makes you cough. Well, why don't you tie a handkerchief over your nose? I did. Then I had to breathe through my mouth. And that's what made me cough. <laughs> but your ring wasn't there. Well, I tell you, it's around someplace. Nothing is really lost till you quit looking for it, you know. Is that true? Certainly. Why? And I lost a couple of kneecaps. <laughs> Since I started putting on weight, I quit looking for them. Oh, boy, am I tired. Well, I certainly appreciate your help, dearie. Now, listen, you take it easy and let me finish the house cleaning. I'll find my ring somewhere. No, sir. I'm going to turn this house upside down and shake it if I have to. Hand me that carpet sweeper. All right, darling. Here. And keep a sharp eye out in the corners along the baseboard. Yeah. Heavenly days. My left hand feels positively indecent without that ring on it. Mm-hmm. I know how you feel, Molly. I lost my wristwatch once. And every time anybody'd look at my naked wrist... I'd blush clear up to my elbow. (laughs) 
Listen, dearie, be sure to look under the edges of the rugs, won't you? Don't worry. Old Eagle Eye McGee is on the job. We'll get you. Oh, I wonder who that could be. Look out the window. Is there an armored delivery truck out there? No. Well, then it can't be the grocery man with my two pounds of sugar. (laughs) Come in. Good day, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Oh, hi, Latrivia. What you all bundled up in the fur cap and mittens for? I regret to say that I neglected my business affairs today and yielded to the temptation to go out with a small party of friends. Oh. Uh, we have been boob sledding. No, no, no. Uh, you mean bob sledding. With the frantic little group of sportsmen I was with, Mrs. McGee, it is boob sledding. <laughs> They are imbued with the peculiar idea that to see how close one can steer a sled to a moving streetcar is the height of hilarity. <laughs> well, it is kind of fun at that, Latrivia. Yes, I imagine it would appeal to you too, McGee. You are the type that rocks rowboats and wears ladies' hats at parties. <laughs> Why, he does not. He always wears a lampshade. <laughs> Get a much bigger laugh with a lampshade, Latrivia. <laughs> that killed him. Yeah. Thank you. I shall try to remember that the next time. Oh, uh, but am I intruding? Were you cleaning house, Mrs. McGee? Well, yes. And then I lost my diamond engagement ring, Mr. Mayor. So we know it's around here someplace. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Do you mind if I take a look around? I'll be glad to have you, Latrice. Go ahead. Well, I don't see it anywhere. (laughs) You couldn't have found a flat car in a phone booth in that length of time. My eyesight is very penetrating, McGee. Oh. In fact, I was quite a student of mesmerism at one time. Whatsonism? Uh, mesmerism. <laughs> Hypnotism. Uh, like this. Look me in the eye, McGee. Which one? <laughs> Either one. Oh. Now relax. You are slowly coming under my dumb. Hmm? You have no will of your own. I've been telling him that for years, and I'm no hypnotist. See? <laughs> McGee. All right, McGee. When I snap my fingers, you are completely subject to my orders. There. You see, Mrs. McGee, his mind is a blank. Look at that glassy stare. That's the way he always looks when he does crossword puzzles. <laughs> Isn't it, McGee? Isn't it, McGee? McGee? Well, heavenly days, he is hypnotized. Huh, of course he is. Watch this. McGee, you are an Airedale. A big, brown Airedale. Speak. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Look at him trying to wag his tail. No, 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 no. Get down. Stop jumping up on me. Down, doggy. Down. He bit me in the leg. Let me out of here. Well, aren't you going down hypnotizing first? Oh, you come out of it, Crawley. I don't want to see her. Get away from me. You, you brute. Boy, I sure fooled him, didn't I, Molly? You fooled me, too. I was about to call the drugstore for some flea powder. Well, I had to get rid of that guy some way so I could get back to work. Some act, huh? It was wonderful. It was so realistic. McGee, pull in your tongue and stop that panting. I can't help it. I'm tired. This carpet sweeper works awful hard. Well, use the vacuum. Okay, plug in the cord, will you? All right. Thanks. What's the matter now? Motor won't start. McGee, have you been tinkering with it? Why should I tinker with the vacuum cleaner motor? I don't know, but have you? That's a silly question to think that I... McGee, have you? Oh, you mean with the vacuum cleaner motor. (laughs) Yeah, come to think of it, I have. 
I took it apart to fix it. Well, couldn't you get it back together again, right? Ordinarily, I could, but I took it apart on my workbench down in the basement, and I already had the lawnmower apart, and I didn't know which parts went back in which. That's lovely. Well, I'm glad you didn't have my sewing machine down there, too. I did. <laughs> but I kept the parts to that separate. Well, good for you. Yeah. I didn't want them to get mixed up with the works out of your electric mixer. What? Heavenly days. Please, McGee, will you stop experimenting with the appliances? No, I was just trying to... Something is all. I thought if I fit a couple of little paddles to the mixing machine, I could use it for an outboard motor next summer. And my sewing machine? What were you trying to make out of that? A pencil sharpener? No, I... Hey, I bet you got something there. Oh. I bet if I attached a razor blade to no, the No, no, no. No, no, please. Go get the carpet sweeper and sweep these rugs. Don't forget, I have a diamond ring laying around here someplace. Don't worry, I'll find it. I'm the Hello, Fibber. Hello, Molly. What's cooking, good looking? I've lost my diamond ring, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, be careful where you step, Harlow. We like mashed carrots, but not in the rug. <laughs> Well, gee, that's tough, Molly. Are you sure you lost it around here? No, absolutely. I always wear it right here on the third finger of my left hand. Hey, wait a minute. Let me see. Now, what good will it do to look at her hand? You're just hanging around the fairgrounds after the balloon's gone up. <laughs> hey, look at that hand. What's the matter with it? Nothing. It's lovely. Why, it's hands like yours that make the best possible advertising for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Oh, my. And glow coat is a beauty treatment for your linoleum, too. Now, I have 20-minute floor facial. Pour out a little glow coat, spread it around, and presto, in 20 minutes or less, it sparkles with pride and joy. <laughs> Hello, you amaze me. <laughs> How so, Joe? <laughs> The way you keep up your enthusiasm. For seven years now and more, you've been whooping and hollering about Johnson's glow coat. Don't you ever let down? What do you mean, let down? After only seven years? Do you realize how many hundreds of years BG? BG? Before glow coat. Oh. How many hundreds of weary years women spent trying to keep their homes clean and bright with bunches of grass and crude brooms and dirty scrub brushes? The aches and pains and toil and... Oh, you wouldn't understand. Well, I hope you find your diamond, Molly. My, my, he certainly loves his work, doesn't he, dearie? Yeah, you know what he did? He went down to the Red Cross yesterday and gave him a pint of glow coat. (laughs) Told him it was his life's blood. Well, we can't find that diamond, Molly. Move that chair, will you, so I can sleep on it. All right. Yeah, there any place. Oh, dear. You know what I can't understand is how that ring ever come off your finger. I thought it was on so tight. Well, it was. But whenever I worry, I lose weight. Well, what are you worrying about? Well, wouldn't you worry if you lost the diamond ring? <laughs> yeah, I guess I would at that. Oh, well, I better keep playing before I find it. Hello there, kids. Just stopped in to say goodbye. Why, Mr. Oldtimer? Where are you going? Joining the Navy, daughter. I'm an old salt, full of the old pepper. Eight barrels and all's well. What? Believe the wheel, the life boy, look out. Lay off the top side of the ship's company. <laughs> sailing, sailing over the bounding main. Many a show her me when she'll hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Wait a minute, Oldtimer. See? They won't take you in the Navy. You're too old. 
You'd lay an awful egg in a crow's nest. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, by John Paul Jones, Johnny, I've got my mind made up to join the Navy, and I'm going to do it. I already told the girl. Oh. I says, chicken, I says, <laughs> get off my arm and make way for an eagle. <laughs> I but now look, Mr. Oldtimer, you're way, way over the age limit. You can't get in if they won't take you. Then I'll stow away, daughter. I'll send you a snapshot of me on a destroyer. You ever get seasick, old-timer? Oh, good gravy, Johnny. Why'd you have to mention that? <laughs> oh, that spoils everything. And I know I'd look cute in a sailor suit, too. I bet you would, too. <laughs> Indeed you would. It's the navy blue that makes sailors like you, and it's sailors like you that make the navy blue. <laughs> That's pretty good, daughter, but that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> the way I hear it, one for says, tell us a You know what the Germans are going to do next in Russia? No, says Cutter Well, what's the answer? Daughter, there's a fella with a little Charlie Chaplin mustache. I'd like to know that, too. <laughs> well, I'm still going to try and get in the Navy, kids.
is the cleanest this house has been since it left the lumberyard. <laughs> hey, Molly. Did you call me, McGee? Every day's look at you perspire. Why not? I cleaned the whole downstairs, vacuumed all the rugs and cleaned out all the desk drawers and emptied the cigar ashes out of all the vases. Oh, good for you. Good for you. But I'll feel terrible if we don't find my ring. You see who that is. I'm going to look around upstairs once more before I... Okay, okay. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello, sis. Now, I haven't got time to talk to you now. Mrs. McGee's lost her diamond engagement ring. Yes, she engaged? <laughs> no, she ain't engaged. She's married. Well, why hasn't she got a wedding ring, hmm? She has got a wedding ring. She's also got an engagement ring. I thought she, she lost it. She did. Then she hasn't got it, huh? I know she hasn't got it, but she had it, and she lost it. Where? Look, Miss, if we knew where she lost it, we'd go there and find it, wouldn't we? Maybe she swallowed it. I swallowed a nickel once. <laughs> you did? Hmm? I says you did. Did what? You swallowed a nickel. I know it. <laughs> Sis, I'm busy. Go on home now and leave me in peace. Come back in the spring and we'll chase butterflies together or something. Go on now, beat it. Okay, mister. Well. But spring won't be here for six weeks more. Who said so? Well, gee, the, the groudhound saw his shadow yesterday. Groudhound? You mean Uncle Dennis? No, no. No, no, the groudhound like a little dog, China. Sure. Well, I guess that proves it all right, sis. They say the groundhog is always right. Do you think so, mister? Hmm? Absolutely. Nature gives them a little animal instinct for that kind of stuff like that there, sis. Hmm? That's how the robins know where to fly down to where it's warm. Oh. And how the bears know when to go to sleep for the winter. Oh. And how the little moths... <laughs> how the little moths know when to start munching on your best baby. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you never thought of that before, did you, sis? Sure I have, I bet you. Oh, you have, huh? Sure. Mm-hmm. But I always kind of laugh it off, mister. Huh? Because anybody with the brain of a bumblebee knows that a groundhog is just a stupid little quadruped that wouldn't know February 2nd from National Apple Weekend. Hardly a proper source for intelligent meteorological forecasting. So long, Lunkhead. <laughs> That impudent little twerp. One of these days, I'm going to lose my patience and play clap hands. Here comes Fibber on the back of her rompers. <laughs> now, let me see. I better put that piano back where I got it. Oh. Boy, am I wore to an oven. I got more creaks than the cricket and more pains than the greenhouse. My back is so... I'm almost ready to give up. Hmm. And you know, it just breaks my heart. I... Well... For goodness sakes, how nice everything looks, dear. Oh, boy, it ought to look nice. I've lost seven pounds in weight, two inches in height, and a lot of interest in life. Well, now, you just sit down and rest, dearie. You've really worked hard today, and I appreciate it. Yeah, what good did it do? With your ring still, Missy? Well, I'll be it. Look! What's that? What's what? What are you staring at? Your hand. Hey, your finger. Your ring, there it is. Why, you must be seeing things. My hand is as bad as... No, 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 no. Your right hand. You got your ring on the other hand. (laughs) Well, for... Oh. Oh, McGee, thank you, darling. Thank you for finding it. 
<laughs> what do you mean, finding it? You had it all the time? Well, if I'm not the worst... Now I remember. I put it on the other hand this morning to remind me of something. Remind you of what? Never mind. It seems so silly now. Huh. Well, I want to know. I got a right to know. And I can keep from collapsing just long enough for you to tell me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this, is, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> well, why did you put the ring on the other hand? Well, it was to remind me to ask you to help me with the house cleaning today. <laughs> the baker, the candlestick maker, come tramping across your kitchen floor with wet and soggy feet, your linoleum needs extra protection. Give it that protection with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat and see what a difference it makes in your daily work and in the appearance of your kitchen. As a matter of fact, it's when your floors get this extra punishment that you can see what a wonderful polish glow coat really is. It has a flexible film, which means that it wears evenly without chipping. It has a lasting luster. Gives floors sparkling beauty that brings out and preserves the fresh colors of the linoleum. And glow coat is economical because a little goes a long way. Glow coat is self-polishing, needs no rubbing or buffing. You simply apply and let dry. But for glow coat results, be sure you get the one and only Johnson self-polishing glow coat. You know what? No, what? I made up my mind I'm going to quit joking about not using our car so much. You know, this is a serious business. I think our support of these wartime restrictions ought to be absolutely... Uh... Tireless. Huh? Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Department has just announced new revised regulations for training aviation cadets. Under these new rules, men between 18 and 26, married or single, with or without college education, are now eligible for the Army Air Corps. More than two million more men may now join this exciting branch of the service and play an important part in America's all-out victory program. How to join? See your local Army recruiting station immediately. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Those were two shows from Fibber, McGee, and Molly, both an earlier one from 1935, when the show was first starting out, and one from 1942, when a few changes to the characters' accents and script writing over the years marks the progression of the show over time. I hope you enjoyed them. Be sure to visit us at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast and leave a message with a comment or suggestion for a show you'd like to hear. Please tune in next time for another great classic comedy right here on the old radio comedy podcast. And remember, the hokey pokey is what it's all about. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La 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 la